the latest Call of Duty is crap. It's called Infinite Warfare, and it's not very good. Um, <laughs> it goes on too long. <laughs> uh, it's Tuesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Let's just take a moment and feel the love, shall we? I guess, should I insert some Barry Manilow music here? <laughs> Would you please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, play your, your favorite Teddy Pendergrass song for your for your Teddy man P. or your lady. <laughs> Close uh, the door. Right. <laughs> so happy Valentine's Day to 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 all of you. I hope you I hope you all have a special Valentine. Um It's Tuesday, it's episode, as Bill said, two five one of On Taking Pictures. Mm. Uh my Valentine and I went bowling last night. Bowling? Duck pin bowling. Duck pin bowling. What the duck hell kind of bowling is that? Bowling. I have never, I've never heard of this until I came to the East Coast. Little bitty pins. No, I little know. Little pins. I, yeah, it's, it's never a, heard of it. It's a different thing. East and Coast thing. And you bowl like a bocce kind of right. It's like little balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like little the little balls. And now a little little bit of trivia, courtesy of Bob at uh, at the White Oak Lanes where we bowled. Uh, apparently. The guy who came up with with the the patent for the machine and all that, Brunswick approached him. They wanted to buy the patent. He said no. Kept it. Kept it for himself. And this was a good thing or a bad thing for him? Well, I you know, in hindsight, he probably could have made a whole lot of money, but it is it is an East Coast thing. And I, yep. I same with candle pin. We don't have candle pin bowling. We don't have right. duck pin bowling. But yeah, I, uh, I've never been duck pin bowling, but my grandparents used to duck pin bowl in Connecticut somewhere. It was a blast. Yeah, it's good. It was a blast. And probably and not quite as hard on your arms and legs and wrists and fingers as regular. Well, you know, bowling. it's, it's because I'm uh, my, my family. Quick history lesson, kids. Uh, my, my family, my mom bowled in a league. My uncle was a pro, owned a pro shop, was on the tour. Um, my grandfather bowled in a league until he was like 92. Two ninety one or ninety two bowling in your blood, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I and I grew up, you know, I grew up hanging out in bowling alleys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this duck pin thing. It, what I found was, and maybe it's just because I suck, but the ball doesn't react. I mean, you can put a ton of spin on the ball, and it doesn't it doesn't make a difference. No, it doesn't grab like a like a, a regular bowling ball would. And I, and I asked. Bob at the at the lanes about it and he's like well you know it's, it's physics really you know it's not, no, he's, a, he's not like, as much hey fancy pants stop trying to spin the little balls <laughs> yeah, yeah. hey who are you <laughs> hey California get the guy watches here. kingpin thinks he's a pro <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah it was a lot of fun and it was league night so I was watching a lot of the the, the players and uh, man there were there were some people that were just zinging these things down the lane yeah I mean, just, well, you got you got to get some energy in the ball. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I think we're going to start going a little more often. Uh, it was it was very fun. So you know, date night bowling had a, had a steak and cheese at the bowling alley. Sure, was it good? Oh, it was amazing. Actually, it was really good. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of odd things that you don't normally do that I, that that I've done that you've done in the last week, I uh, went ice skating in Rockefeller Center on oh, Friday neat. night. Friend had a birthday party nice. uh, there at ten thirty at night, so I went ice skating. And I, you know, I 
I've roller skated a half dozen times in my life. I've ice skated two or three times. I haven't ice skated or been on any sort of skate in 10 years, maybe. And I'm not particularly good at it. I'm one of those people who's really terrible at first and then kind of gets to like 30% decent. You know what I mean? Do you have I'm to hold on to the, hold onto the rim and just like go no, around the edge? No, no, I'm not that bad. But I'm like, oh, I, I, I think that I've got it. I think that I've got it. Whoa, okay. No, yeah. I don't have it. You know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't look at that place without thinking of 30 Rock, the opening of 30 Rock. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was, man, I'll tell you, 1030 at night, it's winter time, you're ice skating, you look up and it's, you know, 70 story building above yeah, you. Yeah. And, and yeah. The, the, it really is one of those sort of magical, wow, here we are in it kind of moments, It's kind of neat. You know? yeah. yeah, it was pretty great. I've only, I've only been to the Rockefeller Center rink uh, twice, just walking by it. I never, I've never ice skated there, but it, it seemed like a neat time. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a good time. And, and. The thing is, Jeffrey, people get out there and they start ice skating and they're going backwards and they're doing little twirls and they're zooming around and like going in circles around people. Anytime, even when I think that I've got it, it always feels like I'm one inch putting my skate down wrong for it to slide out underneath me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. To the they're point just where a little like to one side or the other of, of correct. Exactly. And yeah, I don't you're on, you're on, you're people... on one side of the, of the, the bell curve. You're like, wait yeah. a minute, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like sitting on the, on the topic going, Oh, don't fall. And, and these people are zooming around like nothing. And I just, it's to the point where I look at them and I go, I don't understand how it is that you don't fall every once in a while doing such yeah. risky things, you know? Cause ultimately it's ice. There's no friction, right? Right. <laughs> like, you know, that's Very the little. whole point. Yeah. yeah. Have, have anyway. you done the one, uh, what's the one in Serendipity? Is that in Central Park? That's in that Central Park, That would be Park, the, right? yeah, the Wolinski. Yeah. I want to go yeah. there. Uh, I did that. I that's that what I did 10 years ago. Andrea and I went there and yeah, yeah. I, I did that once, but uh, I want to go there and throw a Bryant glove. Park. You know what the new thing though is, is the plastic ice skating rinks. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so so the idea, I guess, is what, that like sometimes, Lexan? yeah, well, it's yeah, I don't know exactly what the what it is, but basically, it's it's fake ice. It's not cold, fake plastic ice. So you're wearing ice skates and you're skating on. Wait, like reg- you're wearing regular metal ice skates? Doesn't that? Yeah, as I recall. But like, it's like this super, super dense plastic. Basically, it means that if the temperature goes above 40, you don't have to worry about the rink kind of thing. Right. So they so they do these like plastic rinks and it's not the same. Uh, I wouldn't think that it would be. Yeah. The, this, the Rockefeller is actually like it was Zambodied, you know, I mean, what, what 10 would minutes it be? before it's, we got on there. It's going to have friction unless it's like a, what's a UHMW, but no, that would you, be ridiculously expensive to do a know, whole it's, rink. It's, it's almost UHMW? like nylon feeling, you know, like, you know, like the yeah. sheet nylon has that yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of like slipperiness to it. Never uh, heard of this. Okay. I'll have to look it up. Uh, plastic ice skating rink. Yeah. Synthetic ice. It is a solid polymer material designed for skating using normal metal blade ice skates. So weird. Rinks are constructed using interlocking panels. Sometimes yeah, but then you can't do that. Ice. You can't do that thing where you like, like where you like to a stop and the ice kind of you know you. Yeah, there's none of that. No, there's you don't none do of that. that. It's uh, kind of it's apparently uh yeah it's 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 polyoxymethylplastic developed by Dupont in the early fifties. Huh. See things you learn. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Kooky. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's all talk right. About well, hey, uh, <laughs> Bill is in uh, uh, Brooklyn. I'm in Maryland. Let's do this. Hey, we got a we got a new uh, a new caller, Jeff. And a, he, he's like, hey, I hope he's a regular caller. Yeah, I hope so too. Jeff, keep calling. He's like, hey, you got a Tom in Michigan, so you probably should have a Jeff in Ohio. Yeah, so yeah, hello, yeah. Jeff in Ohio. Thank you for calling in. 
He's got some 35 mil cameras. Send them over. Would love them. If you don't have if you don't have a use for them, gladly, gladly we'll take or, or or even better, why don't we see if anybody out there in the in the world needs a film camera and then we can we can hook them how up. How is that how is that better than me getting a film camera? <laughs> how is that possible? Well, it might actually better? be used by somebody. Oh, oh I <laughs> I'll have you know, I've shot more film in the last month than you have in the last year, mister. How many rolls of film have you shot in the last month? Six. Okay. Uh, you might be there, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so thank the, you uh, for the kind offer, Jeff. But yeah, Bill probably has a point, but it's still not better. It's not better. It's well, different. relative. It's, it's different. different, but it's not better. <laughs> <laughs> um hey speaking of which uh just to like slide around because it's it's kind of uh oh, i see a little ice reference there uh sliding around you like that yeah I do um like that. Th- somebody sent in a uh god who was it somebody sent it a little they email. Sent an email because i was talking about film cameras right so uh oh oh it was peter sent it in yeah uh it, uh sent in that that f stoppers was saying how how much the uh the little uh the Yashica yeah twin lens is is like a good first film camera it's a great and, camera yeah yeah and and i just thought that might be a useful thing for some of our listeners who perhaps weren't or aren't film shooters yeah and thinking oh i want to get a film camera first film camera recommendations you and me does that sound like fun yeah, are you, are you right now, or do you want to? Yeah, think, do I have to I'm think saying about right it? now. Like, oh well, the, the, you got to go with this you, Pentax K1000, the uh, yeah. the standard the classic. Yeah, first the camera. classic. You know, all manual. That's the one. If you had a film program in high school, chances are you learned on a K1000. I'm still upset that I sold mine. I should have kept it. You can pick them up for a song, though, Bill. Okay, well, here's the thing, Jeffrey. Funny you should mention that because, and I haven't looked at K1000s. You could probably still get those pretty cheap. But um, uh, Conrad's cousin was over the other a uh, couple weeks ago, and he shoots with little disposable film cameras because he just likes the idea of film, right? He likes just, you know, taking a picture every once in a while. So he carries around a little disposable film 50 camera. 50 bucks with a 50 mil lens. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Uh, but... I was thinking, he was like, oh, I kind of was thinking of getting a, a, a an actual film camera. And I said, oh, you should get just like a little Canonette or something, right? You know, right, like right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they're like 250 bucks. So like some of these things actually have gone up in price where they were $50 before. Now they're 250, you know? Yeah. Here, here's a Pentax K1000 with a 50 mil F2 lens. Where's that? $25. On eBay? Yeah. $24.99. Okay. All right. Buy well, it well, now. Pentax K1000, uh, medium format is other than the Ashika. What else is cheap? Um, you can get some of the, like the Bronicas are, are not a lot of money. If you're not looking for, for, you know, pristine, <clears throat> excuse me, pristine quality, you can get a lot of those cameras at, at not a lot of, there's the, the Russian, the Kiev, uh, Hasselblad clone, the Kiev, uh, 88, I think it is. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Kiev 88. 88. It's like a clone of a Hasselblad. You can get those for a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's also the um, uh, uh, the Mamiya and the Pentax 645 cameras, which are not that popular. Yeah, I mean, there the were 645 is not, is not bad. Um, there are a couple models of the 645. One had the grip that was vertical, and the other right. one had the grip that was kind of angled, which is a little more uncomfortable, at least to me. Yeah, the later one, the Pentax was the N, I think six four five N two. I think or something I think like you're that. right. I think you're um, right. And then the Mamiya ones, which is sort of what 
up until recently, the phase bodies were still based on, I do believe. Um, are, yeah, the are, 645 N2s are still hovering around the $800 mark. If you mm. get the full, the, the first one rather, looks like uh, in the three to $400 range with a uh, maybe 500, but that's body yeah. only. Yeah. I mean, look, look, any of these cameras are going to be fine to start messing around with. Mamiya made a little twin lens reflex. You could even get a Holga if you really want to for 30 bucks, you know, right, start playing right. with it that way. Although I'm still I mean, looking for the right Pentax six, seven. I love the look of that camera. There's gotta be 10 of them on sale all the time, right? No. Yeah, probably. You just gotta look for the right. It's, you know, it's like, it's like getting a puppy. You gotta get the right one. It's like getting a puppy. Uh, I went, uh, I went and shot my guy yesterday for the project and he had these two dogs at his house and they were so cute and I wanted to steal them. Uh, I love puppies. They're so You can't cute. steal another man's dog. I can't steal another wow, man's here's dog. Here's one. Here's a, here's a six, seven excellent plus, plus, plus condition with a 75, a 105 and a 200 mil lens for seven fifty. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So although lots of options guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just beware uh, of the descriptions. Cause a lot of people, when they say near mint, there's a big dent in the prism. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler, not near mint. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. I, uh, I have a couple different focus screens for my Hasselblad. Um, cause the one that came with it was, uh, was like the original old school screen. And then they made the, uh, what are they called? The micro lens micro, you know what I'm talking about? They, 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 they made new, focus screens using some sort of like laser etch technique. Oh, really? That, yeah, they're called micro something or rather. I'll figure it out what it is. Anyway, I bought one of those, but it has a Wait, scratch on it, which For what camera did you buy it? Uh, for the Hasselblad. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, micro focus screen. I know CatEye, um, there was a company called CatEye Micro that made them for like 5Ds and some of the Nikon DSLRs, but they've since gone oh, out of business. Ac- Acumat, that's what I was thinking of. Not uh, even close so, to micro, is it? no. So there's this company called Acumat that makes uh, or or their Hasselblad Acumat screens. They're just uh, it, it's funny. You look at them and you almost you don't see the etching. See the the cheaper older well the older ones have you can actually see the rings in it where right, the Acumat right, right. just sort of it looks seems like it's just a big matte thing. Um, hmm. Anyway, the point is is that I swapped it out and it had a little bit of a scratch on it, but it was like well I don't care. It's not going on the pictures. It's just you know right. what I mean like me looking down in the viewfinder. It's still annoying though. Your eye gets drawn to it. It does. It's just a reality. I just, you know, it's like one of those things where is it is it worth another hundred and sixty dollars for me to get one that doesn't have a scratch versus this one? It's like nah, right. I'll, right, I'll keep right. hundred and sixty bucks. Anyway, film camera suggestions. I just thought that would be fun. Yeah, uh, uh, K one thousand. I mean, it's it, and they're and they're pretty. Bo- I mean, you can beat the crap out of them, right? Those all metal you can actually cameras, use those, them as hammers. Yeah, the 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 Nikon F or the F two. Sure, um, those are not cheap. No, the, the the F you can get a little if you're again if you're not wanting it to be a showpiece you can get them for a pretty good price. Um, F twos are a little more expensive depending on what finder you get. If you get the DP twelve or the was it the DP was it twenty one um, with the meter in it, yeah. they can get expensive. Um, or any one of the Canon equivalent, like the A one yeah, or yeah, any yeah. of those are all cheap too. All so, classics. Yeah. yeah. Lots of uh, if you want autofocus film but autofocus, look at uh the, the Nikon F one hundred. That's a good camera. Is that Not a, a plastic lot of money. body or a, a uh body? it's a c- combination. Combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but it's it's got a nice feel to it, uh, and it's got the added bonus of of 
autofocus and it's not again you can get them for 190 bucks 200 bucks 250 somewhere in there sure sure uh the nice thing about film cameras too is if you get one you can pretty much just keep it for a long long time <laughs> yeah and and if you you know if you find out after a year that you're not really into it sell it you're not going to lose that much money yeah you'll yeah for most of these old cameras you will get what you paid for it if not pretty more much or a little yeah less, it yeah. might cost you you know 30 40 dollars amortized over the year but you know so what yeah so <laughs> it goes one goes right one goes left so what what is that yeah so what <laughs> uh, uh <clears throat> so anton corbain actually worked with depeche mode corbain yeah so excited about this uh depeche mode released their first single from the upcoming spirit record uh, and the first video called Where's the Revolution? Uh, the lads look fantastic. Cannot wait for this uh, record. Uh, yeah, I respect those guys. I'm not a huge Depeche Mode fan, but like I didn't particularly like this song, but but I, I am interested to see what their new record sounds like. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Very excited. I will put a link in the show notes. Uh, I just, I love the idea of, so there's all these, uh, so it's it's the boys standing around, uh, singing, doing their they're, thing. They're pushing on, on this podium. platform around. Yeah, this, yeah, this like, big, yeah. big wooden, giant wooden podium thing that they're laboring to push around this parking right. lot kind of thing. With with slightly weirdly, strangely fascistic sort of people walking around in lockstep and, and looking very good doing it. I love how yeah. all the men and women, the dancer people, are all like super good looking. And, right. Know, put together. And I'm like, wait, I, I haven't seen many uh, blue collar workers who line up really cool looking like that. Nice outfits. I like the hat that the guys have on. Yeah. Uh, so looking forward to... See- I've never seen Depeche Mode live. And uh, I think this, this Now's is... your chance. It's going to be a great tour. Yeah. Dave's one of those people, Dave Gahan. Uh, I love the way he moves on stage. He's almost like, like Morrison moved, you know? Right, right, or he's right. just... Or like uh, Scott Weiland from STP. You know, the way they, they just have these sort of affectations that are, that are really cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. How many, uh, uh, how old are those guys now? Oh gosh. They're probably early fifties, if not mid fifties. They're only a little older than you. Yeah. They seem like they're older than that. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Well, things are so, like, yeah, exciting. Uh, and it, it kind of interesting. I watched a, a, a talk with them from a, a while back. They all live in different parts of the world. And so they, just they get together they to do. They this? get together. They do a record. They do a tour, and then they splinter. Uh, Andy lives in London. Martin Gore lives in Santa Barbara, and Dave lives in New York. Well, that so, kind of makes sense, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You would think. I mean, because they spend every day with with one another for two years or three years, whatever it is, on a tour. You'd kind of want to just go. I'm done. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got to yeah. just. I got to just decompress from this for a little while. Well, a lot of those big rock stars, right? They don't live anywhere near each other, and they just get together to do their thing. Right. Or they have right. houses all over the world. You know, I mean, the usual crap. Right. Um, I have so interesting all over to the world. see. That's right. Interesting to see what it's going to look like because Corbain is doing uh, all of the the photography. Uh, he's doing the sleeve art for for the, the the release, and then he's doing a lot of the short films that they're going to be showing uh, behind them while while they're on stage. Wow! So busy, busy boy, busy boy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of stage design, uh, if if guys and girls, if you have not or are not watching Abstract on Netflix, Abstract: The Art of Design, man, you are missing out. This is a, a new original series from Netflix. 
Uh, it's eight episodes long, and each each episode profiles an individual uh, in some area of of art or design. Uh, for photography, they chose Platon. Um, uh, uh, Paula Shear is uh, graphic design. Um, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, Jesus, what was her name? Ez Devlin is for stage design, and she she designed the the last giant U two tour. Uh, she uses a lot of projections and LCDs, and and but man, it's it's a fantastic series. Um, I will, have you, uh, you start? You got to start. Watching I haven't this bill. watched it yet, uh, but uh, it is on my queue. Yeah, it's really good. Um, thinking about doing a series of discussions around each episode, like an eight part, maybe an eight part something. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. But you better uh, get on that while it's still hot and fresh. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, so there's. Uh, let's see if we go down the list real quick. Uh, uh, Christoph Neiman illustration, Tinker Hatfield footwear design, S. Devlin stage design, uh, Bjark Ingels uh, architecture. Uh, Ralph Gil- Gillis, Gillis, automotive design, polisher, graphic design, Platon photography, and uh, Ilse Crawford interior design. So all of those things represented, and they're shot really well. They're they're the 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 little uh, cinemat- cinematography tricks and 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 things that they use are are really really well done. Can't say enough good things about it. Excellent. I will. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, it's on my queue, so I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, start with the Platon one. I'd like to get. I'd like to get your opinion on that one. Does he tell lots of stories? Because he likes telling lots of stories. He does tell lots of stories. Um, he's an interesting dude, Platon. Yeah, he's he's also a very good self promoter. He's like one of those guys. Well, who's good you know what? That. But he's got the cred. No, no, he absolutely. I mean, it's does, not but like I'm he's saying, only shot five people. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, it's it's just interesting. Like the way, yeah, the way he handles himself is very, is very funny. You know, it's it's sort of like uh, like Sting. You know, it, 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 if I were that good looking and could speak five languages fluently and play as well as he does and write and da, 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 yeah, I'd probably be a little confident myself. Does Sting speak five languages? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Damn. I've never been good at languages. I'm good <laughs> at other things. Languages are not one of the, one of the things on the list. At least that's what I read. You know, I've never spoken to him about it, but uh, he doesn't call anymore. <laughs> you've, you've only, you've only, you've only uh, read what he's written in those five yeah. languages. Since, <laughs> since, since he got big, he doesn't call anymore. <laughs> What's his real name? Gordon Sumner. Right, Gordon Sumner. I was thinking about the whole uh, the uh, Bono's real name, which I now forget again. David Hewson. Yeah, there you go. What do you think of the whole funky nickname thing? Even Platon, know. there you go. There's, there's another. Well, example. Platon's his real name, though. Yeah, but he, his, but he goes by his, just his last name, yeah. right? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it w- it, in retrospect, it would be weird. Like, I don't know, Cher Leibowitz or whatever. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Right. It's it just Cher or. I mean, where you, I don't know. There aren't that many of them that are actually, I think it's Cher and Teller and somebody else actually are legally just single names, but you're not allowed to have a legal, legally have just a single name in America anymore or something. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Like, hmm. uh, this, there are people who are grandfathered like Teller from Penn and Teller and a few other people like that who, uh, interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, 
<laughs> just no, they they won't let you have Jeffrey. So you you're just you you turn your name into just Jeffrey, right? Just Jeffrey. <laughs> uh, which which uh, speaking of one name, if you do if you are a Netflix subscriber, Super Bad is back on streaming. Oh McLovin. God, it's so good. My, if my, you have not seen Super Bad, go watch it. It's so hysterical. Ironically enough, my my sister uh, just sent a uh, a gif this morning of the scene where they're in the cooking class right, and, right, and, right, and right. He, he starts drawing on the Asian kid's face with the flower. Yeah, so yeah, like it looks kitten. like a little kitty cat. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. looks like they're having the most fun. <laughs> it's like the most fun ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, yeah. yeah. You should go see that. Um, All right. Let's get into this. Jesus. What does she got? What are we wasting so much time for? Wasting time? We're not wasting uh, time. There's no such thing as hey, wasting uh, time. Uh, Interesting article. Uh, we have talked about Mark Seliger a few times on the show, and uh, over on Lens Culture, there's uh, an interview with Mark um, on th- talking about 30 years of making portraits. Yep, and uh, it's it's a it's a good read. Um, I, Seliger seems like a nice guy. He seems like you know, especially given, you know, going back to Platon for a minute, especially given Seliger's body of work, he still seems like a pretty humble, nice guy. Yeah. I, 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 I have heard that from a few people. Um, yeah, I've never met the man myself, but uh, I know people who have, Uh, I like his work. I mean, pretty people, pretty light, you know, it's not particularly groundbreaking. It's not particularly, uh, yeah, you know, uh, edgy or anything, but he does a very, very nice job. Yeah, although it's pretty interesting. He says here, uh, the Emma Stone one, and he says, uh, Emma, blah, 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 blah. Oh, where we were working here. We weren't really able to control our light because we were shooting in the late morning, middle of the day. It's like, you look at that picture, you go, are you kidding me? You don't think that light was <laughs> well yeah. controlled? You know? Yeah. That was, <laughs> like, that's exactly what my shots look like at one in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like really funny. And and I know that there was another version of this picture, another picture from the inside where lights sort of blasting through the slats on the wall behind her. And that makes sense. Like I get mm-hmm. that from a position of controlling it, but it's a little disingenuous to act as if that picture on the cover was taken without additional light. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So, I, in, I've always been a big, article. I've always been a big fan of the, uh, the, um, uh, the stairwell series, which I have the book of, which is actually a yeah. pretty good book. Yeah, uh, in the stairwell because well, uh, he, he does the the Oscar series every year, builds that little that little vignette, and right, and right. they're great. I yep. mean, what's you know, yeah, yeah. He uh, uh, let me see if I can find that book, and I will uh, put it in the show notes. Uh, where'd you find that? Uh, were you just looking around and found that link, or did you yeah, find yeah, I was just looking around, and and it popped up in something. I mean, I I, I go to Lens Culture fairly regularly anyway, because I think it's it's one of the really terrific sites around photography they've been doing it a long time um and uh you know they redesigned it not long ago uh but if you if you click through this this series here there's some really nice stuff uh, the, the paul mccartney one where he's just kind of sitting there with that bass nice yeah. shot yeah 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 you can't tony go, bennett looking all tony bennett you can't go wrong with paul mccartney in a bass or 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 tony bennett right like, right uh it's a lot of these guys especially the people who have had a billion pictures taken of them. A lot of them are really good at getting their picture taken. You know, they mm-hmm. just, they just have their thing. Uh, Mick Jagger, Mick, Mick, man, Mick Jagger. I mean, he ages and yet he doesn't look old. How is that? I don't know, man. I don't know. <sighs> With the Horner base. Yeah. Look at him. Mac. Great. McCartney. 
Is is McCartney going to be the guy who, when McCartney dies, that's going to be like the end of an era? Sure, it'll be another one. Like I think, like like Bowie. Yeah, you know, like arguably uh, even like more Prince. than Bowie, right? I mean, the yeah, Beatles probably were... beca- because he inspired. You know, I mean, uh, the people that have come after him arguably are musicians because of him or right. at least to a de- certain exactly. degree including bowie probably yeah 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 so yeah, I mean, yeah he's, I mean, he's on the level of elvis you know if you really absolutely absolutely um yeah god it's so he's another one that i really I, I i would love to see live i've never seen him live yeah you know i think my sister saw him live years and years and years ago and i was like you know i should uh i should look into that um ask her about it and see see if uh I still want to go see Billy Joel while he's doing these shows at Madison Square Garden. I think he still right. is, but right. they sell out so quickly. I've seen Billy Joel, I don't know, five times live, and but not in twenty years. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he put it on an amazing show back then. I'm sure he still puts on an amazing show because that's the kind of guy he is. Um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so, I watched an interview with him, uh, Billy and, Joel. And, yeah, I, I I don't remember if it was. I think it was Colbert, and asked him about you know, why no more music? And he's just like, well, you know, I did 12 records. That's, you know, the Beatles did 12 records and they had enough to say. So I guess I just had enough to say, you know, I don't have anything else. Yeah. He's, he's all right. Just, uh, and there's so much, so many deep cuts on those records that just get lost and, you know, you come back to and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, there's a really good interview with, with Billy Joel and, um, Billy Joel and, uh, on here's the thing, I think. Hmm. Uh, where where they go through all kinds of history stuff, and he's sitting there talking to him uh, at a piano. So Billy yeah. Joel will just spontaneously start playing uh, while talking about it. It's an hour hour and five you know, minutes it, long. I'll put it on the link in the show notes. There's there's something interesting there about n- not wanting to like you feel like this this twelve album arc. Let's say let, using Billy Joel as an example, this twelve yeah. album arc represents the best that you can do. And it, it may be in your, in your mind, this is all you had to say w- without starting to become derivative of yourself. You think that's true? I don't know. That's, that's what I'm asking is, is, is there a, is there a danger, not only musically, but bringing it around to photography, stylistically, setup wise, lighting wise, is, is there a danger of, of simply recycling the same kind of look and feel and maybe to the audience it looks different because time marches on and you've got new people kind of you know coming in and seeing your work right but to you you feel like oh i'm just okay this is the setup that we used for emma stone i'm doing the same thing or this is the setup i used for so-and-so and and, you know i I wonder does it become boring i think that there are very few artists who do work for 40 years um, who are really reinventing themselves all the time in in some true way, without going so far as to 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 be trying to do something different just to do something different, right? right so there's right. like there's this okay, well you're doing what makes you comfortable or or what works for you or or the kind of work that you like to make. You know, you look at you look at uh, in music, yeah, Bowie is a decent example, right? Like Tin Tin Machine doesn't really sound all that much like Ziggy Stardust, you know? Sure. Um, or, or you look at in visual arts, you look at Picasso. You know what I mean? Like he was doing all kinds of stuff and late Picasso and early Picasso don't look a lot like each other. Um, Mm -hmm. Or you could certainly think that 
Picasso was five different artists. If you put all the stuff in front of you and just flip through a book, um, but how, how do you do that? Let, okay, using Seliger or even sure. or even even your own body of work. Sure. How do you keep? I mean, portraiture. Ultimately, you're dealing with people, you know, a face, a body, yeah. a torso, whatever it is. And you, you can play. You can play with light. You can play with. Um, but uh, after forty years, haven't sure. you been there, done that? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but that, I mean, that gets into the, the refinement argument, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. You know, my pictures don't look like, uh, uh, Seliger's pictures, which is, is fine, but that's the way it's supposed to be right. That, that he sure. has a look and I have my look and Joe Schmo down the street has his look, you know, um, it's what's, what's interesting about it is if you give the same camera and the same subject to two different people, the fact that you get that different of a picture says something right. Yeah. Um, and, you're using and, you're using a lot of natural light in this series, aren't you? Uh, yeah, most some partly because it's just you know something different, and it is different. And I think it's 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 honestly it's some of the best work you've done in a while. Uh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I've been I like I've been, I've been uh, doing some natural light stuff, and uh, also been uh, a lot of that has to do with just carrying lights places, right? Yeah, that just gets tricky. But it's good. I mean, it's it's a it's a different toolbox. I think you yeah, know you're yeah. you're you were you were starting to sort of light everything the same way and and this is getting you to think a little differently and you got to go okay now i got to work with where the sun is i can't move that so right 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 now right. let's think about you know and, and how I've can always, i bounce it and i've yeah. always shot with 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 natural light the problem with natural light is that it is what if if light is one of the things that you can control to make your pictures look different than the next guy mm-hmm it's difficult to make your pictures not look like the thing of the next guy if you're working with the world completely as it is and the only thing you can change is where you move the camera, right? If framing is really your only is your only creative uh, I don't know, it uh, seems to work out okay for Paolo Reversi. Sure, sure. You know, but, but, or, or you know, pick, pick Avedon stuff in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but like, you know, and, and you can take great pictures of that, but like I just I have yet to find a way that makes me feel like I am adding much to the picture uh hmm. with with natural light. But but that's you know, that's part of the reason why you do it, right? Until you find yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, but, that last picture you put up of uh Nick. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, good Nicholas shot. Gray. Yeah, thank yeah, you. It's a good shot. Uh, but but you know, remember when we were talking about the um, oh, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Chuck Close interview. Yeah. yeah. And he was saying that Paul Simon called him and said, "Oh, I'm kind of done. I think I'm done. I have yeah. nothing else yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. I got nothing else to say." Yeah. And he yeah. was like, "What are you out of your mind? Like you don't you don't retire. Artists don't retire. You know, you just keep doing it." Um. And I tend to be on that side of if 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 there is a dichotomy there, I'm definitely on that side rather on the oh I've said everything I want to say and I'm just going to shut up and sit here now, mm-hmm. um, because this gets back to you and me discussing the idea of it's it's the doing it that's interesting, it's the experience of making it, the thing that's left, the artifact. Well, that's great and all if 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 it's good, but but why would you want to stop having the experience of making stuff? If you stop enjoying that, then I guess that's a bigger question, but that's not sure. about you having nothing to say. That's about you somehow not enjoying the experience anymore, you know? Yeah. And a lot can contribute to that. I mean, for, for you, and this is, this is kind of an interesting parallel in a way you getting outside is, is kind of changing the way you see and changing some of the things that you're putting up. 
I'm kind of going in the other direction where I'm working on getting a studio built inside so I can get new things to say. I've spent, I've spent a couple years wandering around outside and I don't feel like I'm saying very much that's interesting. So if I change it up and start painting again and add, you know, maybe screen printing or, or encaustic or whatever it is into the mix, right. is something more interesting going to come out of that just in changing up the sort of, the, the changing where you do it will affect what you do. Yeah, sure. Only time will tell, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've, whatever I am, 44 days into this thing. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm already doing things a little bit differently, but that's the whole point of doing stuff like this. It's just like work, 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 work. Sure. It comes out of it, you know, and see, and see what direction it goes in. I can't control where it goes really. You know what I mean? So at a certain point, uh, you just have to to roll with it and see where it leads and, 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 you know, r- ride the, uh, ride the elephant <laughs> until, right. until the end, you know, what are, uh, just let me put you on the spot here for sure. a second. Uh, what are some of the standouts for you in this series so far that, that you feel? Yeah, that's a little different. And I kind of like where that's going. Uh, have, have you, have you done anything that, that sure. you haven't? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the, uh, I like the picture of chef Aliseo in the kitchen with the, with, uh, whipping up some eggs. Uh, I like Wait, the, is that the ramen guy. No, which, which uh, no, one although that? that one's, I like that one too. Bun. I like that one a lot too. Um, yeah. uh, I, I like the one of oh, Gifford. Yep, here it is. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, I like the one of, uh, Gifford, uh, in the black and white with his arm up by his head. I really like that picture. I like the shot of Alex doing the tap I like dancing that shot stroke a lot. shot. I don't, something's going on with his hand that, that's weird. Oh, see, I like the weirdness. It looks of his like hand. his, looks like his fingers have been lopped off. Well, that's kind of what I liked about it. It felt like a little bit grotesque in a weird way. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a handful of them that, that I am happy with and, and eventually will go through and pull off and, and mm-hmm, stick in a mm-hmm. portfolio or whatnot. Um, Good. but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Anything here that couldn't have been done with your 5d is there anything that that you're bringing that that the the the, the 645z is now bringing to the table that that you feel like you couldn't have done with the other gear uh you know there was a shot at the end of january uh of abigail uh the black woman with the with the the braids in her hair uh, uh, profile, profile shot. Yep. Yep. True. So I shot her 10 years ago on the same day and it was a, a similar shot on white. It was much simpler than this one, but, but being able to shoot that shot and actually have information in the, in the hair, um, mm-hmm. without going crazy with, with obsessing about the lighting in, in the moment. Cause it's, it's hard to do that without lighting her skin up a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. light the hair up without lighting her skin up is really tough. Uh, sure. the shot a few days later of Beck on the stairs, the blonde woman on the stairs that was shot, uh, with, it was a security light two houses away that was lighting her. Right. Um, so that was at 60 ISO 6,400. And yeah. it's and it's pretty clean. So yeah, yeah. there's that kind of stuff where where it's really hard. Or even the shot of bun with the noodles that was uh, in a restaurant at you know eleven o'clock at night, and it's a dark restaurant. So that's actually a eight tenths of a second exposure on a tripod um, yeah. to get that. So there's there's things that I you know could have done whatever. I mean, you're also seeing a picture. That's how bigger Instagram images. Yeah. 1024. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, there's a certain amount of this, which is that the, the nuance in the big files gets lost 
showing them sure, a little. Sure, sure. That's actually one of the weird things that I have been thinking about, which I don't really want to think about because I'm not shooting this for Instagram, right? I'm sharing them on Instagram, but I'm not shooting Instagram pictures to be Instagram. But there's this element of, well, I want the person sm- like smaller in the frame in a larger environment or whatever it is. That doesn't read as well on a when it's two inches by two inches on a screen. Yeah, right. You know, but at, at a certain point, I'm just like, well, I'm not worried about that. Like, I'll, I'll, the picture will look like what it looks like and how it comes up on Instagram. But it is interesting. I was thinking about the idea that that has changed the way people take pictures, knowing that most people are going to see them tiny may make you get closer or zoom in more or crop tighter because otherwise the thing that you want people to see is going to get lost. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, lots, lots of things like that, but, uh, yeah, progress. Um, so (laughs) you like this Pete Sousa thing, don't you? We got this from like four or five people sent this in. Yeah. 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 So the, 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 the guardian posted a thing is, is Obama's official white house photographer trolling Donald Trump is Pete Sousa, who we've talked about many times. Sure. Terrific photographer. Is he putting things up intentionally just to kind of mess with with Mr. Trump? Uh, yes, of course. Do you he think is. this is intentional? Of course he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, so <clears throat> Pete Sousa is putting up a bunch of pictures of um, from the Obama era that are pointing out things like him being nice to immigrant children and smiling and and uh, meeting with uh, Merrick Garland or the president of Mexico right. or the prime minister of his, New Zealand. His, and, his party. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and a number of women's just showing their feet in the white house, in the, uh, in the, uh, oval office and that kind of stuff. Um, absolutely. It's trolling. And, and you know what? He's, he's more than within his rights. I mean, he's also sharing beautiful pictures. So, you know, I don't, I'm fine with fun. that personally. Yeah, um, he's having fun. I, you know, pieces also from every interview I've listened to and seen seems like a super sweet guy. So you can't, I can't take anything away from him. You know what I mean? He, he posted a shot yesterday. If you look on his feed of uh, <laughs> them cleaning the Lincoln Memorial and it's a guy with what looks like a giant Q-tip literally cleaning out the ear of, <laughs> of Lincoln. <laughs> oh, I did see that. Look at that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is that great? So this guy is in like, you know, full sort of, you know, rubber uh, uh what looks like a hazmat suit type thing you know uh yellow I love pants that he's yellow. standing on top of like yeah, the edge of the chair standing on the shoulder yeah, yeah standing on lincoln's shoulders cleaning his ear with uh with what looks like a giant q-tip you know the lincoln memorial statue when you really kind of look at it the way you see it there it's very severe and angular even more so than he seems oh, yeah. like he was in real life like oh yeah it's it's, it's, it's rough very home, dramatic you know? yeah and the, the way it's lit is so beautifully done to yeah. just accentuate that angularity. Yeah, sure. So yeah. cool. My favorite memorial on the mall. Love it. Uh, yeah, no, no. It's absolutely beautiful. I, it's makes me happy, that place. Yep. Um, Where do you want to go? I think we should uh, talk about one of our sponsors today. Jiggity Fresh Books. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they like to call, be called? <laughs> Welcome uh, to jiggityfreshbooks.com. Jeffrey, we're six weeks into the new year, and we want to make... 2017 your breakout year so our friends you know, fresh books you, you know i still haven't sent those invoices that i should have sent last <laughs> well, week <laughs> well you, this is just a reminder it's actually not an ad for our listeners this is an ad to remind it's you just, to yeah. sign up and <laughs> it's 
still haven't said. Yeah. I'm like, why haven't I gotten? Pa- oh, right. Jeffrey, when you sign up for your 30 day free trial, you <clears throat> Our friends at Fresh, uh, our friends at FreshBook want in. They want FreshBooks is cloud accounting software that has helped over 10 million self-employed professionals save tons of time and stress by changing the way they deal with their paperwork. Uh, if you haven't seen FreshBooks in a while, it's been completely redesigned from the ground up, custom built for the way you work. So get ready for the simplest way to become more productive, organized, and more importantly, get paid quickly. New projects feature lets you share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. See how quickly things get done when your conversations all live in one place. You got notifications that let you remind you that, oh, you sent that thing to the guy 14 days ago and they haven't gotten back to you yet. Maybe you right. want to send him a reminder. They even uh, uh, And have- it all works on your phone. That's the cool thing. And you can you can automate late payment reminders. So they'll go <laughs> off and, and send you a thing and say, hey, buddy. You, yeah. <laughs> hey, you buddy. Have, you, you that- I have noticed that you haven't paid our good friend Jeffrey, you know, recently. Uh, Are we going to have like a problem? Do, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeffrey's right. They have an app and it's got mobile expenses. So you can take pictures of your receipts on your phone. And, yeah. and and claim those expenses and, and stick them inside of an invoice, all all neat and in one place. Uh, let's see, what else? Online payments. So people don't even have to send you a check. They can just click a button and pay with a credit card or whatever. You know, it's great. They got uh, support. Real life person will answer in three rings or less. They do multi-currency invoicing. So should if you're we working do, across international on, should, lines. Maybe what? next time on the show, we'll call and see if that's really true. See okay. if they answer in three rings. All right. Well, well, I think we have another ad with them next week, so we'll 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 have to make that happen. Uh, and uh, you know, you can uh, you can create a professional looking invoice in under thirty seconds. It's fantastic. So to claim your month long unrestricted free trial, FreshBooks, go to freshbooks.com and enter on taking pictures in the how did you hear about us section. How did you hear about us? <laughs> Jeffrey and Bill. And they're like, we don't know who those people yeah, are. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Enter on taking pictures, people. And uh, we thank FreshBooks very much for their support of on taking pictures. Thank you, FreshBooks. And five by five. And uh, we will, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Hmm. Um, where do you want to go? Oh, well, so y- I noticed this yesterday. I was just File this under, some... duh. Yeah, but at the same time, <clears throat> I mean, structurally fascinating, right? The business. Yeah. The, so I was just doing some uh, research last night, just looking up any camera news that we had or photo news that we had had missed out on. And um, it, so apparently GoPro lost almost $400 million during 2016. Yeah. And uh, Nikon is restructuring because they've had serious losses over the last uh, they canceled couple canceled the of whole years. line of cameras. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and, and obviously, you know, people have talked about how, you know, Canon, a lot of these companies who made point and shoots, those point and shoot sales, which were probably 80% of their sales, right. Uh, have fallen off a cliff because phones have gotten really good. Yeah. Right? Sure. And that's what most people want a little camera for. Um, but you know what I, what I'm wondering, Jeffrey, is if the, if the camera industry is down from what it was before the giant digital revolution of the mid two thousands, where everyone was buying SLRs and, you know, and, and where everyone and your brother was buying a, a digital rebel or a whatever, you know what I mean? Like that, that point in time when they had this huge glut of money, it reminds right. me of the music industry when uh, CDs came in and everyone rebought all their stuff on CD. It was like free money for the record industry. Right. Uh, Cause all they had to do was manufacture. It didn't Which cost them anything to produce. Which always struck me weird because if you bought the license, if you licensed the music already, yeah. shouldn't you get it on another yeah, yes. format? Shouldn't yeah. they give it to you for the cost of media? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So, so I guess my question is, plus add into this the whole uh, who wait who went and bought part of Hasselblad or the rumor was D- DJI. DJI. Yeah. Um, do you think that there's actually cause for concern in the sense that we may lose a bunch of manufacturers and actually stop getting ca- uh, uh, positive, you know, forward progress in in camera innovation and being able to get cameras and competition and all the rest of it, where. I don't know. It'll I mean, settle out and we'll be screwed. Fuji made money from from what I remember reading. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think Olympus did Olympus make money. Mm. <laughs> yeah, did you think those guys did? Maybe. Yeah, it seems like the 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 the, the Canicon didn't really make didn't a lot do of money. very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 interesting. I, I I worry as as a photographer who you know needs equipment that if a few of these companies drop out or stop making these things. I mean, especially man, like Nikon. Like if you were a guy who's been collecting Nikon lenses for all this time, and maybe it's other divisions inside of Nikon and not their camera department that's destroying them. But God forbid Nikon decides decides to stop making digital SLRs and then all that glass you have is now Yeah, but what are they gonna make? Microscopes? Well they do make that kind of stuff, right? But I mean it, you think there's a bigger demand for microscopes and no, but if they're cameras? losing money on cameras, then there's you know, there's not there it's not like they're making it for their health, you know? Right. Right. Um I just I don't know. It's just it's I feel like a lot of us are all inside of the camera world and fascinated by this stuff and keep track of all the new specs and whatever it is. And under underneath all these companies are going, wow, I don't know how much longer we can make these things and make it profitable right. you know, without raising the prices a whole lot or, or whatnot. You know, I wonder um, if any of them are going to come out with a new film camera to kind of coincide with, uh, with Kodak's launching relaunching rather of Ektar. That's a good question. The problem is what is it? What is a new film camera going to do that an old film camera doesn't already do? Uh, generate revenue for the company. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a whole lot of ca- film cameras out there as we've, as we've noticed, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Hmm. Anyway, just, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, what else you got? Uh, what is this? Oh, oh uh, I, I was reading this. This is crazy. This, this organic thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Panasonic uh, has developed a new image sensor. Uh, it's an organic CMOS sensor with uh, near-infrared capability. So, and, and they show, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes, but they show side-by-sides of, uh, of, of a regular sensor and this new organic CMOS, and it's pretty incredible. Uh, they've got these three bottles immersed in soy sauce <laughs> and like a fish tank kind of thing of soy sauce. And on the photo on the left, you, it looks like a tank of soy sauce. But on the photo on the right, using this new sensor, you can clearly read the labels on the bottles as if it's yeah. just seeing through the soy sauce. It's, it's fascinating. Well, because it's, it's, it's infrared, right? Is that what it's doing? Right, right, right. Right. So the idea, I guess, is that you can selectively turn on and off infrared by applying electricity to this organic film that's over the sensor or something like right. that. Is that what's right, going right, on? Right, right, right. That is so weird. It's wild, right? Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, this this kind of goes along this the the lines of, um, uh, I mean, how many people need IR films, you know, camera sensitivity, right? Uh, it kind of reminds me of the Lytro stuff, right? Where it's like, oh my god, that's super cool, but do we really need that? <laughs> well, know? okay, but the difference could be that 
this ends up as a feature of a camera, not the basis for a new camera. Uh, fair enough. Yep, 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 yep. Have you ever played with infrared film? Uh, no, no, I have not. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever done much with that either. Uh, can you still get it or did they stop making it? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know. I would imagine. Well, uh, what's what's the guy that does all the photojournalism? Well, he's probably digital now, though, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Lomo makes some, <clears throat> Excuse which me. is kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, infrared. Uh, Rolly. Infrared, infrared 400 black 200. and white. Yeah. Okay. So, Rolly yeah. makes, okay. makes some. Ilford makes some. Um, so it does exist. Weird. Yeah. It might be worth picking up a couple. Do they make 120? Oh, they do. Yeah. 10 bucks for a roll of 120. How do you develop it? I wonder how. Yeah, that's 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 the question, right? Is it processed weirdly? Anybody uh, have uh, any experience with infrared film podcasted on taking pictures? Let us know what you think. Yeah. How, do, how do you process it? Is it different? Does it work? Do you like it? Yeah. Guy I know once uh, took portraits of an African-American man with infrared film. Did not come out very good. <laughs> was was not what? a successful experiment. <laughs> What, the tones just got all wonky. Well, it looks like a white guy, right? Because it's just it's picking up on heat. Right, right. Oh, crazy. Right? Yeah, crazy, crazy. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, did not go over well. Um, but anyway, uh, so kind of interesting. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, Heather uh, found this the other day. <clears throat> I thought you'd get a kick out of this. Although you know this wasn't working for me in Chrome, but it does in Safari. I don't know if you're uh, the the little slider. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, the slider things it don't works. work. Oh, it works in Chrome. It you? works in Safari. Oh, it works in Safari. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work in Chrome. Um, this uh, amateur photographer in uh, in the UK, Chris Ports, uh, used to walk around in the 70s and 80s and take pictures, candid pictures of punks and policemen, siblings, sweethearts, traitors, and teenagers, as it says. And he went and he got a bunch of them together again and recreated some of the pictures with people from 40 years later. I particularly like the one of the two punks, the guy and the girl, yeah. uh, dog and Tina. <laughs> and they're all scary and punk. And now they're just like yeah, this I, like I mean, weird middle-aged couple. It's I, cute. I, I wish they would have gone a little further to try and recreate the actual poses. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not completely, I mean, yeah, it's not exactly. Some of them are okay. Some yeah. of them are yeah. not so good. Uh, but, uh, but it is really funny just seeing these people, how different, how much people change over the course right. of X years, you know? And, and I think also how much you see these people. And if you saw those punk kids, when they were punk kids, you'd be like, Oh my God, those guys are so scary. And then you look at them adults and you go, Oh no, they're just people. You know, yeah. I remember to ever tell the story of the, the guy with the crazy face tattoos, um, there was, a, I was on the subway one day and there was this woman with like her little kid and they were sitting on one side, all very prim and proper in from the suburbs kind of looking. And, uh, but I don't think that they were. And the little girl was sitting there and she's like four or five years old. And there's a guy sitting across the way with like crazy face tattoos and whatever it is. And the little girl's like looking at him and the mother looks all like worried. You know what I mean? Cause the, cause the right. guy's like scary looking and he like makes a funny face at the little girl and she like makes a funny face back. And, and, and they both start laughing like the little girl and the, and the, and the crazy that's guy with the face cute. tattoos and the mother like looks down and starts laughing. And I was like, see, that's the reality of it, right? People are scared of stuff that they don't understand. And that's really 90% of our problem in the world. Uh, anyway, just thought that these were fun. Uh, it's yeah. on metro.co.uk. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, it's called uh, working class Brits recreated 40 years later. 
Um, what else we got? Uh, World Press. This article, I thought this was kind of fascinating, actually. Um, some controversy over, remember the, 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 the photojournalist yeah. with, the, with the murder? They, they, the, the guy actually killed the guy and, and the photojournalist was there and, and uh, uh, captured the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the Russian ambassador to Turkey. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's interesting reaction from one of the judges uh, who, who calls it, quote, a staged murder for the press. So therefore the picture's no good? Uh, here, uh, are they are they assuming that the photographer was somehow in on it or knew it was going to happen? Well, it, here it's a great shot, but raises serious ethical questions and is quote a wasted opportunity end quote says Magnum Photos Stuart Franklin, who headed up the jury at this year's contest. Quote, it's a great news picture in the traditional way, and obviously the photographer himself demonstrated an extraordinary amount of composure to get it, end okay. quote, says Stuart Franklin, chair of the 2017 World Press Photo Jury of the winning image this year, which shows Mevlut Mert Altintas. All right. Is that right? Shouting after shooting Andrei Karlov, the Russian ambassador to Turkey at an art gallery in Turkey. Uh, quote, but... It is a staged murder for the press in a press conference, so there will be questions. Is it, uh, it is a premeditated staged murder at a press conference, which arguably you could put in the same envelope as the beheading of a prisoner in Raqqa? I, yeah, I think that's the dilemma one has about the picture, end quote. And, continues Franklin, while he can't go into detail about the judging process, quote, I can tell you I didn't vote for the photograph because of that dilemma. It is the moral issue that is concerned for me personally, he adds. See, so if you, if you have a moral, oblig- or a moral objection, I guess, to the photograph, does that somehow influence whether or not it's a good photograph? I guess I don't understand exactly. It, it almost feels like he's implicating the photographer in the murder that way or that they knew this was going to happen. And so he was there. So him taking a picture of it is not as doesn't mean as much or something. But the guy was there just covering right. the Russian ambassador. Right. I mean, that's like saying the picture of, you know, uh, Sirhan Sirhan, you know, like Bobby Kennedy on on the ground shot or whatever it is or or the Subruder film. Sapruder film is 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 no good because Kennedy. Yeah, it's, was a, it's a strange position. He says yeah. for the press to show it does seem to reaffirm that uncomfortable compact between the murderer and publicity, and I felt uncomfortable about that aspect of it personally. Uh, okay, I get it. Okay, so the idea is that the guy who shot the ambassador was looking for publicity, so by making this a winning photograph in a competition, that somehow legitimizes, legitimizes the guy yeah, who yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, draws attention oh, to him. That's a, that's a strange know. position, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Because um, it's, it's not the photographer's fault. Right. You know, uh, he happened to be there in, in, in a situation where history occurred. What is the, what is the big problem, you know? Um, Podcasted on takingpictures.com if you've got some thoughts on this. Uh, can you put this in the, in the notes? Yeah, that's, that's, a, God, that's it's heavy, a, right? Well, it's, it's, it's a weird... It's a weird way of looking at it. I never really thought about it that way. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why that would be an issue. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. thought of that. Um, I mean, what do you think? Do you think? Okay, let me ask a question though. Let's 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 take their premise for half a second. Sure. If it was a public beheading in 
Saudi Arabia because they still do those, I think. Um, and a guy got a some sort of picture that in some way meant something. Does that mean that it's not an important picture? Because it was planned to be done. I yeah. Mean, what What is more important, highlighting the photograph or recognizing the photograph or giving publicity to the cause? Dead pictures of Saddam Hussein. I mean, you could claim those are propaganda sure. for one side or another. Yeah, you know what I sure, mean? Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, that's famously uh, the Obama administration decided not to release pictures of uh, uh, what's his name for that reason? Uh, uh, Osama bin Laden, right? Right. It's like, yes, it's been photographed and whatever it is, but these are not public pictures because we don't want to give them something to rally around, kind of that kind of thing, right? Um, so is it, a, is it a question of martyrdom? Yeah, I mean, obviously the guy was doing it in a public place in order to be seen, but that's not the fault of the people seeing it that they were there to see it, you know? No, but he had, he had to know the murderer. But the, but here's the thing. This is first of all, it's it's we're talking about a uh, a world press photo thing, right? Which you and I follow and might get a you know page six in the arts section one day version of it. But this is not front page news. If something wins the world press photo award, you know what I mean? No, but this this photograph did go front page on several newspapers. Right, right, right. I'm, what I'm saying is that if you end up choosing it as the award oh, I see, winner, I see what you're saying. I it's see not like saying. that's really adding all that much to what has already been mm-hmm. all over the place. You know, the, the title of that is not going to. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. See what I'm see saying? What you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him winning is not going to be that big of a deal. It's not adding to the cacophony of, of voices supporting some crazy nut job with a gun. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm just talking about nut jobs with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that he had that much of an issue with it. That's what's even more interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, When, when there have been arguably just as horrific of images on a, on a larger scale, not such an intimate scale, but battlefield village, uh, of course, you know, Kabul, Syria. Yeah. And how many of those have you and I seen? The, the reverse shot where it's 27 people taking pictures of the one dead kid sure. or yeah, sure, whatever. Sure, you know? sure. So how is that any more exploited, any less exploitative than the guy who gets shoots the guy during a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I thought it was, it raised some questions that were kind of fascinating. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, we'll have to think about that. I might have some more thoughts on that later. Um, let's talk about Squarespace. <clears throat> Why? What have they ever done? Oh, uh, Right. They let you build a website without writing code. (laughs) Yeah, that little thing. Oh, that little thing. (laughs) Uh, And and we get to talk about their new campaign, Jeffrey. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next move. Yeah. It's interesting. Make your next move with Squarespace. I like it. I I, want to start a fashion line. Called? like, Like John Malkovich. Oh, well, I think I think you could do that with Squarespace. No, I want to call it like John Malkovich. Oh, I see. Did they did they steal? Yeah, they stole his thing for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, you guys have used Squarespace before, and if you haven't, go use Squarespace. Uh, Jeffrey and I both have our sites built on Squarespace at the moment. We do indeed. We? Yeah. Yep, we do indeed. Uh, beautiful award-winning designer templates. You can create a beautiful website or online store with award with these award-winning templates that are designed by real designers who know what they're doing and make things look good. Uh, uh, they're the most beautiful way to present your ideas online. It's an all-in-one platform. You can create beautiful websites, 
It's amazing. There's nothing to install to patch to upgrade ever. You don't have to worry about things getting uh, things getting uh, broken by some crazy hacker somewhere or stuff going down because you suddenly get. See, I'm going to age myself right now. You ready, Jeffrey? Yep. Slash dotted. Oh, what or or Doug? <laughs> yeah, diggeded. Yeah, diggeded. <laughs> you made the front page of dig. Reddited. Thousands what, what? of listeners are like, "What's dig?" Yeah, yeah. exactly. I Ask hope your that, parents. Yeah, uh, they've got award-winning twenty-four-seven customer support. Uh, so you know they're they're available all the time, email and chat. I uh, actually was chatting with a with a Squarespace support person uh, a couple weeks ago because there was one little glitch on my on my how, site. That how do got I locked. make my logo bigger? Yeah. Well, Bill, see those little uh, handles that you can drag. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just like that. <laughs> that, that was. A, wait, did you hear? The, did, I was the guy. I was who you, you were talking were to. Oh, okay, and. Uh, they now they now uh, offer a unique domain experience. It's fully transparent. It's simple to set up, so you can go buy your domains at Squarespace. Hold on to them there, and uh, and have all your stuff in one place. It's used by a wide range of creatives, uh, people, businesses, musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, Jeffries, and more. Built-in HTTPS now. So for uh, your, yeah, your, I turned that on. Although let me let me ask you a slightly weirdly technical question. That means yep. that there's an encrypted thing from me to Squarespace, right? So somebody looking at my pictures. Well, f- from f- is it from you to Squarespace or is me it from Squarespace the last server in the hop? Uh, no, I think it's from. It goes from the user all the way to Squarespace. That's the whole idea. Yeah. My question is, that means that th- stuff can't easily get cached, right? Because it's always being repulled. Uh, unless they've figured some way around. See, I, I've I've a weird. I mean, I've unless a, they're using their own CDN, their own secure CDN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just here's this like it's like this weird thing where I want to support HTTPS everywhere because I think it's a good idea, you know, just right, to encrypt right. all the traffic. But at the same time, if it slows down my site just a little bit because things have to get reloaded, you know, I've I've, I've yeah, that would be an interesting tech question. How are you getting around it? Yeah. Anyway, unless, I, I like turned I said, it on. unless they've they've built their own sort sure. of you know secure CDN that's that's point to point. Right. I I uh, I turned it on, so it's great. In fact, somebody wrote us the other day uh, asking us for the uh, for the OTP. Uh, yeah, it code. is pictures, people, and it's still good. Actually, now it's OTP. Apparently, is it? <laughs> yes. Wait, what the hell happened to pictures? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pictures, wasn't it? It was. Anyway, start your free trial today at squarespace.com when you decide to sign up for Squarespace. Make sure you use the offer code OTP. Get 10% off your first purchase to show your support for on taking pictures. If I go to squarespace.com slash OTP, what happens? It goes to nothing. Wait. Really? Yeah. What about if I go to squarespace.com slash... Do they do that? No, I get squarespace.com slash OTP. It went to... uh, a uh, special site where I actually went to Squarespace, but it source five by five OTP. Ah, yeah. okay. It works. I type, you know what? I typed it in wrong. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's S Q U. So once again, try to, when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, use the offer code OTP, get 10% off your first purchase. Thank you very much to Squarespace for supporting five by five and not taking pictures. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next move, build it. Beautiful. Get in line, do the thing. You got anything more? I don't know. No, I don't have anything. <laughs> are, are you quite through? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. To the group. <laughs> uh, 
right off the bat, Bruce, John, fantastic pictures. The welder, small restaurant in Yakitori Alley in Tokyo. From yep. Bruce. Man, I love those pictures. Where's the, what's that on the, on the grill there? Is that a, uh, oh, I see. It's like a little, like a little fan. basket. Is it a no, fan? It's a oh, fan. okay. Maybe it is a fan. Maybe. Oh, is it like to keep the coals, uh, oxygenated? Oh yeah. Keep the coals hot. Yeah. <clears throat> Neat. I like, I like David Gardner's picture of the birds on the, uh, on the, uh, 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 ah, what's it called? Come on. Streetlight. There you go. Stand. I don't know. What would that be? Streetlight holder thingy. What would that be? Pole? I think I think you're right. The street light holder thingy. I think there you I go. That's, that's exactly it. right. That's it. Um, uh, Mario, love the shot of the barista. Love, love, love that shot. Great ink. Um, David, uh, what do we got? What is that? A little glider? What is that? Yeah, that would you like go over one of those? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, come on. For as much as I've as much time as I've spent in little planes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tim, Timoteo, love the shot of the, the, I mean, the red shovel. That's some, that's some lighter action right there. Well done, Tim. <laughs> Drink. Yeah. Red shovel. Ooh. Uh, oh, Edward Delatore, love the green light coming through that window. Vidroy has a nice picture of the gondolier. Yeah. Gondola. That's nice. VJ. Uh, love the perspective on Graham's shot way down low like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Where is he? It's a, uh, sorry, these are taking a second to come up. Oh, it's just, it's just the ground. What is he screwing down? It's like What's a going on? corrugated plastic cover for an access panel to a large paper processing machine. Wow. That sounds cool. <laughs> He's just like, I just want to see the machine. Show me the machine. Seriously. Uh, uh, Jeremy Bryant's picture. Do you see to. Jeremy Bryant's picture of the guy making the freaky uh, Trump mask? Oh yeah. That's a little crazy. <clears throat> That's what is that little, like a little coca-cola like a, it is a little coca-cola refrigerator on his on his desk oh there. yeah yeah yeah. yep i've seen like a little six-pack refrigerator mm, coca-cola yeah it's no, like a it's like a it's like a trump juggalo what's going <laughs> yes, on there exactly. <laughs> <laughs> insane trump posse <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh insane trump posse <laughs> uh william matthew has oh look at that state robotics championship picture you see the one of the kid building out of like the that's really cool what and what in the past would be an erector set yeah would oh, that still yep. be an erector set uh maybe hmm. Could be. um eden burberry at work while we yep. were at leisure nice yeah some good stuff well yeah, done you stuff. all right excellent job at work yeah I wanna... fun, fun stuff now I want to go to work. Did you ever have a, uh, going back to erector sets for a minute, did you ever have a spin welder? Did you ever see one of those? A spin welder. Spin welder. So what this thing was, a spin welder, uh, it was kind of like an erector set, but the, all the pieces were plastic oh, and it, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. came with little plastic rivets that when you, you, you put them on the end of this little drill that it came with Zzz. and it would heat them up and melt the little rivets. Yep, I'm looking at a box picture of it now. Uh, no, I did not have a spin welder. I had one of these as a kid. This and seems it was... like it was a little, and this is not actually a, an old joke. I'm just saying it looks like it's a little before my time. Like, yeah, this is like no, late probably 70s. Is. This is yeah, mid 70s, mid 70s. Like if you look at the 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 like a they Google probably took it search. off the market because it's really dangerous. Probably, I had the biplane. 
okay. and I had the uh, the yellow uh, the the race car. It had like a race car and oh, a dragster. I see the race car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see yeah. the dragster one. Which so yeah. you just kind of bolt these little. Well, yeah, you you kind of put quotes. it all together. Let's, there's yeah. like a little plastic framework, and then you'd spin this thing. And uh, it would heat the little the little rivet up to with enough friction, where, yeah, yeah, where, where it would just melt and 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 make a connection, like a, like a little spot welder. Almost. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's getting yeah. people used to spot welding. Yeah, ah, welding that used to be a thing. It's I I love welding. I know you do. I do. Oh, in the seventies, I love the toys gear. of the seventies spin welder. I put a, I find a little link. I'll put it in here. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I just built a spin welder dragster. Great memories of me and my dad working on the assembly. Yeah. I also had the dragster. I also bolted my legs together. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, kids. Spin welder from 1975. Hey, you all right with this uh, assignment? Yeah. Have we done it? I don't think No, I it. looked it up. It wasn't in the list. All right. Convergence. Convergence. I like that. Hashtag convergence. Convergence. It's fun making I think we can voices. come together on that one. Oh. And he wonders why we're at episode 251. <laughs> All right. So uh, we wow, are Where did you find this uh, woman? She's uh, crazy. Uh, just doing research, man. Doing research. Uh, we are continuing uh, celebrating Black History Month with our photographers of the week. Uh, this week, Lorna Simpson. Uh, fantastic sort of experimental photographer. If you are a fan of uh, Carrie Mae Weems, you are going to love Lorna Simpson. Yeah. Uh, really interesting work. Uh, a lot of thought goes into her work and, and a lot of uh, uh, sort of behind the scenes meaning goes into it. We've put in, in the show notes here, a couple interviews. And uh, if you, if you click on the YouTube link, uh, it's a talk that she gave in 2015 and it should come up on the little sidebar in YouTube, uh, another talk that she gave at the Walker Art Center. And um, I think there's a TED talk that she did as well. Uh, But fascinating woman, fascinating body of work. Is also Um, doing a lot of different stuff, right? Yes, photography is part of what she does. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even in her photography, a lot of it becomes like more installation-based or or using, using it as source material for other things. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Using it as source material is, is a great way to put it. So, Beautiful woman um, too. Look, wow. She's uh, really yeah, striking. She's, yeah. Very striking. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, there's a written interview uh, in uh, a magazine called bomb um, with, uh, okay. When was this? Mm, when was this? When was this? Looks like this was back in 1997 was this interview. <clears throat> Very cool. But fascinating body of work. Um, and again, like Bill, Bill, Bill mentioned, a lot of installation-based work. Um, so bodies of work that, that, that kind of work together or, or, or individual pieces that are designed to, to work together to achieve a greater impact than just those single pieces by themselves. Some of the, uh, some of the photographic stuff in general reminds me of uh, Dwayne Michaels, where... It's sort of multiple images that are telling a single story or it's like a progression of images, you know, like, cause there was one of, where was the one, like the ones, uh, the ones from, uh, 92, the bio ones where it's, it's a series of images of say a guy sitting in a chair, but his hands are all in different positions in, oh, in okay. his lap and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that kind of thing was is is uh, a different look. Wow, she's been around for a long time. Some some of this stuff you will need the flash player to to see it or just look at it in Chrome. Yep. Um, in particular, and it's I, I will. I'm not usually a fan of downloading additional stuff, but I will tell you there's a there's a body of work called Felt, the newsprint works. Okay. Um, which are really really beautiful. I mean, really, really beautiful. Yeah, I want to watch this chess video now. Wow, very cool. Good one. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Um, terrific use of color, terrific use of composition. Yep. Um, I'm I'm so stoked that I found her because I had I had no idea about this body of work, and it's 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 getting me to think about her use of 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 media. And and photography as an element in her work, not just not the central element, but an element, is getting me to to kind of think a little differently about some of my own work that's 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 kind of noodling around in my head. Right, 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 right. Yeah, she's uh, um, she seems like a force to be reckoned with. This woman. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Lorna Simpson, our photographer of the week. Good Look one. at if you let's see. Can you go here? Let me see if you can see this. Let me paste this in. This is an image called Waterfall. Can you see that? Waterfall. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I see that. Lithography over newsprint. It's a 20 panel piece that makes up this one piece. I mean, oh, it's wow. just stunning. Yeah, how do you Gorgeous do that? Gorgeous work. I have no idea. I have no idea. This is... a. a somebody that I would love to see at work and just sort of fly on the wall, watch her work. Yeah, that's very cool. I'll put a link straight to that one in the show notes as well. Uh, excellent. Uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, podcast or podcast at huntingpictures.com. Pod, what's podcast day? Podcast, uh, eh? That's, that's, that's for our Canadian listeners. Uh, if, if you'd like to be like Tom in Michigan or Jeff in Ohio and leave us a voicemail, 347-687-9411. And uh, Instagram. You know, and, it, it, you know what would be cool? Ahead. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Sorry. We've got, we've got Tom in Michigan, Jeff <laughs> in Ohio. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to let you finish. Right. Uh, wouldn't it be fun if we could get someone from each state... Start there, and then oh. someone from like like I'm Paolo from Italy or whatever. Sorry to sure, sure. reduce you to a stereotype, Paolo, but you know uh, his name is you know, Giuseppe. Right, Jeez. Right. Could we get somebody like just just call us in, whether you're in the U.S. or or and tell us where you're from, uh, yeah. and 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 we will refer to you as such. All right, yeah, and I, I yeah, let's let's see let's see how many people actually call in this week. So pick up your phone. Three four seven six eight seven ninety four eleven. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from, and uh, and uh, and we'll 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 do a few shout outs next week or something. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun, right? Okay, sounds All good. Right. Cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Twitter and Instagram: Bill Wadman, Jeffrey Storis, and if you want to watch my new thing, Wadman three sixty five on Instagram. I, uh, I would recommend that. Anything? Uh, anything else? Um, no, I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> be good to each other. That's the other thing. Be good to each other. Have a great Valentine's Day. Listen to some Barry White. Eat some chocolate. Whatever Barry you White. do. Right? Yeah. Or some Although Teddy Barry P. White reminds me too much of uh, that show. The Flockhart, Callista Flockhart show. Oh, the, 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 the Ally McBeal. Yeah. Didn't they overdo that a little bit? A little bit. And, yeah. and with the Vonda Shepard, who I, I really liked Vonda Shepard, but 
she yeah, became a little did bit her too. too much of a recurring character. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I'm, go I'm listen to you. some Teddy P or uh, Teddy P. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was I was just thinking of the Nutty Professor when I think about that. Right. 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 Uh, what? Oh, and go watch Abstract because we'll we'll probably talk about that in the coming weeks. It's a it's a terrific show. Okay. Um, see what you guys think of it. It's on Netflix. If you if you don't have Netflix, spend the eight bucks for the month and and watch this thing. It's worth it. It's really yeah. good. Make all the people outside of this country who don't get that really. Uh, actually, they do. Uh, Christopher Matheson said that he got it day one in Japan. Okay. So it's on Japanese Netflix too. Okay. So at least those of you from Japan can actually watch it too. <laughs> Go over to Chris's house and ask him to watch it. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be fun. And cute. All right. We'll talk to you later. Jeffrey. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks all for right. listening. song who's that well it's it's surprising given TLC. how much of it you know i only know that part what's the next part which which kind of reminds me of hot 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 you know solid you know the song solid as a rock is that was that uh wait it's not tuck and patty it's no, that's uh, ashford and simpson ashford and simpson tuck and that's patty right. are a completely different thing yeah they're also very good too <laughs> I saw Tuck and Patty once and they blew me away. And in the middle of the show, they do a thing where they um uh each one goes off stage for a minute to take a break and the other one right. does like a little solo. Right. And Tuck came up and played this solo. He was just all over the place. And it was just like everyone in the room was like mouth wide open, you know. Really? And Patty comes well, because he's amazing, but he yeah, was yeah, like yeah. especially on. And Patty comes up and she goes, Damn, T, that was good. That was nice. <laughs> Damn, the two T. And they, I mean, they're married. They've yeah, been yeah, playing yeah. together for, you know, 50,000 years, you know, and she's like, Damn, T. <laughs>
<laughs> nice. <laughs> it was cute.